don't know how many of you are NBA basketball fans, especially living in Michigan, but I'm sure there's a few of you out there. And I say that because there was quite a record that was broken a week ago. It was an exciting thing. It was a record that had been set in 1962, and it was broken last week. It's called a triple-double. Now, for those of you that don't understand basketball at all, let me explain to you what a triple-double is. There are five designations in basketball, five areas of, that you can score points in. There are assists, and there are blocks, there are points, there are rebounds, and there are steals. What a triple-double is, is that in three of those things, the person has scored in the double digits in one game. But that's not the most significant thing about it. This is this person's 42nd triple-double in his career. An incredible thing, his name is Russell Westbrook. He plays for the Oklahoma City Thunders. What a moment it was, a standing ovation for him that lasted over a minute as he broke this record that had lasted for so many years. I'm telling you, that's an incredible achievement, and achievements are exciting in our lives. We all set goals, we all aim at things, we all try for different things. Not all of us work at setting records or world records, but we try the best we can in all of the aspects that we have. You know, there is a group, though, that really does work at breaking world records. It's a group known as the International World Record Breakers Club. I know, International World Record Breakers Club. And the charter is that every member uh, must be a world record breaker. But here's the thing. These record breakers, the records that are set, are not the usual thing that you and I would think of. For instance, there was one man who set a world record by bicycling backwards. That's not enough. He was playing the violin while he bicycled backwards. 37 miles he did this. He set that record. There was one person who decided to stack dominoes. Oh, I don't mean those beautiful, elaborate things where you push it and it runs around. He stacked them end to end. He wanted to see how high he could get it. Over 320 dominoes he was able to stack end to end. I'd still want to go like that, you know, just one of those things. There was one person who set and broke a world record by reciting the complete works of William Shakespeare in one setting. It took him 110 hours over five days. An accomplishment, no doubt. And my favorite, there was one preacher who preached a sermon for over 93 hours. So guess what? Pastor Mark and I don't want to hear about long sermons anymore, okay? We could always go longer. Achievements. They're interesting, those achievements, but sometimes we may ask ourselves, are they really necessary? And you know the other thing about achievements is records are set and records are always broken, and the new person who sets it is known for a while until that next record is broken and then the person's remembered no more. And if that's what we put our entire life into, is just to set that record and think that that's the most important thing that we can do, then I think we're sorely lacking. 
I like what Westbrook had to say after he was asked about breaking that incredible basketball record. He said this, I am very, very blessed. I've got to give all the thanks to the man above. He has blessed me with unbelievable talent to go out and compete at this level. What a great statement. A statement that shows humility, a statement that shows that he realizes even as great as his achievement is, there is still something greater than what he has done. You know, there's another man who felt that way in life about his achievements. He was named the Apostle Paul. He was a man who had achieved much in the religiosity of Judaism. In fact, he gives us a list in scriptures of his accomplishments. He was circumcised on the eighth day, an Israelite of Israelites. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees, he calls himself. He was schooled by the best theologian in Judaism that there was, Gamaliel, a member of the Sanhedrin. He was a rising star in that ruling body. He was given letters to persecute the Christians because he believed in his heart they were lying about Jesus coming back from the dead, that all that had been talked about about this Messiah was wrong and he was going to silence and put them to death. It was the most important thing that he could do in his life until until he met the risen Christ face to face and his life forever changed. It turned upside down. He was transformed in that moment. In fact, he says the following verse on the screen in Philippians 3.10. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. This became the focus of his life, the most important thing. It was why he got up in the morning. It was all he wanted to know. It was what drove him. It became his life's ambition to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. You know, that's what we celebrate today. We celebrate Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. The power of his resurrection to break the chains of death and hell and the power of the devil. The power of his resurrection to transform our lives from what they were into something much, much more. You know, part of the important thing to understand about the victory that we celebrate at Easter is why it's so significant to our faith. In the Old Testament, on the Day of Atonement, the high priest would take the blood of the lamb that had been sacrificed into the Holy of Holies, the most holy place in the temple, the place where God dwelled. And while he went into the Holy of Holies, the whole assembly of Israel would wait, holding their breath, wondering if he'd reemerge. Because what could happen is if he went in, if he did this wrong, he could be struck dead in the holiness and perfection of God. So they held their breath until they would see him reemerge from the Holy of Holies, knowing then that his sacrifice, his offering had been accepted to God and that their sins were forgiven. You see, this is what resurrection is for us. This is what Easter truly means. On Good Friday, as Jesus was on the cross, as he said, it is finished. He finished making the atoning sacrifice, being the lamb that was slain for our sins. And he gave up his spirit. And we wait 
in those three days. We hold our breath. We wonder if this sacrifice was acceptable to God. And on Easter morning, we find out as he re-emerges from the tomb that yes, it was. In fact, the book of Hebrews says that. That we have so great a high priest in Jesus Christ, our Savior, that he went once into the holy place to offer his blood as the sacrifice for our sins once and for all. And then sat down at the right hand of God, the hand of power and glory. This is the power of the resurrection that Paul's talking about. The power that means we are forgiven people. That what lies behind is gone, is wiped away. That Jesus' sacrifice for sin has forgiven us forever. It's not a world record. It's not an achievement in sports. It's not any of those things. But it is the power of his resurrection that has transformed the world as you and I know it over the last 2,000 years. Think about what's happened because of this resurrection. Those disciples who were afraid and locked in an upper room, empowered by the Spirit, knowing that their sins, even Peter who wondered if he could ever be forgiven, moving out into the world, bringing this message of hope and transformation to people who were in darkness, who were hopeless, who went through ritual after ritual, wondering if they would ever be free of their sin. To find out that Jesus' resurrection meant that it was done once and for all. We've seen throughout histories the impact of all that they have done. The impact through the years of hospitals, of asylums, of orphanages, of places wherever anybody reached out in charity in the world. It was because they were people who were transformed by the power of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. We saw universities go up and places of learning, even in our country, that were founded on this very principle. In fact, Harvard University, in its founding handbook, says the following, that their reason to exist is this, to know God and Jesus Christ, which is eternal life, and therefore to lay Christ as the only foundation of all sound knowledge and learning. Think about the people who have impacted our world. People who understood the power of Christ's resurrection in their lives. People like William Wilberforce who stood up against slavery in England to see it abolished. Or people like Dietrich Bonhoeffer who stood up against the Nazi regime in Germany to stand his ground and to say that Jesus Christ was the only author and the only ruler of the world in the face of Hitler. Or someone like Martin Luther King Jr. who worked to see his people freed because he believed in the power and the freedom that came through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. No event in history has impacted our world more than this, that Christ Jesus rose from the dead and took away our sins forever. What does it mean for us here today as we live our lives? What does it mean to hear this power of Christ's resurrection as it impacts you and me in our individual lives as we live and move in this world? It means first and foremost that God is real. That it is a testimony of all that Jesus told us. That what he said as he said, I came into this world to bear witness to the truth. The proof that what he spoke was true is that he was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, raised 
for our justification, the scripture said, that the gavel has come down and we have been pronounced innocent and clean by the blood of Jesus. It means that all that Jesus has given us in our lives as commandments to love one another as I have loved you, that we are empowered by this resurrection power to be filled with that love, not love that comes from within you and me on our own, but love that flows to us because Jesus loved us first and gave his life for us. It means that we can be transformed in the failures that we have in so many things in our lives that would lock us in to continue to look into our past, to be paralyzed by those things and to never move forward, that we can say like Paul, forgetting what lies behind. I press on to the mark and the calling that I have in Christ Jesus, my Lord. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. It meant that Paul now could live not for himself, but for what Christ had won for him. It says in 2 Corinthians 5:15, He died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them. And was raised again. You see, that's the power of Christ's resurrection in our lives. What we celebrate today, we celebrate that there is no greater motivation in our lives as followers of Jesus than the gifts that he gives us because he broke those chains for us. Because his sacrifice was acceptable. We have hope and peace, and unconditional love, and unconditional forgiveness in our lives every moment that we live. Not that we've achieved it yet. Paul says that too. I haven't achieved it, but I press on. You see, the power of the resurrection gives us the Holy Spirit of Jesus that we might press on, that we could see even in our failures that they're forgiven, but they are not the anchor that's going to hold us down. We can move forward into a new day as we celebrate this new day in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, forgiven, renewed, and transformed by his blood forever. You know, in the next few weeks, I said at the beginning, we're going to go through a series on this resurrection. We're going to talk about how it impacts our lives in different ways, how it impacts our relationships and our marriages, how it impacts our careers and everything else we do. This power of Jesus' resurrection to give us hope, to give us a new focus, to transform our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. It is this one thing that Paul wanted to know to know Christ in the power of his resurrection, to know the freedom and the forgiveness and the love that we have because Jesus, our Savior, rose again. We pray with me. Jesus, we give you thanks for your glorious resurrection. We thank you that as your people in this place, we have been transformed by the power of your blood, that the sacrifice you made on account of the whole world was accepted before your Father. That there is no sin held against us. That we are free to live our lives now, to live them in the love that you have poured into us and to show that love to the world around us. That love that alone can transform hearts and lives because you live and died for us. We thank you and we praise you. All of this in your name. Amen. <clears throat>